Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Vashti Sarah, and you are once again plugged into all the things where we literally talk about all the things. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be very relaxed, very chilled, very laid back. And that's because the past couple weeks we've been going at it. We've been talking about real issues. We've been talking about hard issues and it's been a lot. So for this week, I just wanted to dial it down a little bit and just do a Q&A or answer some Q uh, questions that I got. I did a poll a couple weeks back, or it might be months back now. And basically, it was just ask me any questions. And I took down all those questions, and now I'm responding to them. And I'll do this periodically um, in upcoming episodes, not a lot, but I'll, I'll try to answer some of your questions. So one of them I got was, what's the most adventurous thing you've done and would you do it again? So one of the most adventurous things I've done is spending a couple months in Egypt for an internship. This was back in, I think, 2016 or 2017. Honestly, I cannot remember, but it was one of the best adventures I've had in my singleness it was, it was it was so fulfilling. It was business as missions and um, not going to release the organization or anything like that because I know a lot's going on right now, especially in the Middle East. But um, it was one of the most fulfilling times of my life. I was single. I decided to just go for it. And it honestly was not a mistake. It was something that brought so much perspective. I gained healing there and I was able to minister to people in a unique way by teaching English as a secondary language and, um, you know, relate to those people. So during my months there, I worked with several missionaries. I lived as the natives do, and I learned the language of um, the Egyptians, which there's two languages. There's Fusa and Amea. There's um, like the traditional Egyptian language, and then there's a street language. But, you know, I was in classes during the day and at night we taught English um, to Egyptians. And honestly, it was a lot of races that came to learn English. It's not just Egyptians. There were Pakistanis. There were um, in individuals from Saudi Arabia. You know, we had students from all over within the Middle Eastern province who came. And for some reason, Egypt was a hub and we taught English there. There was a team of maybe 30 plus. It could be more. It felt like a lot of people. And, you know, every day we did that. And then um, on the weekends, we had church. Um, we It's called underground church, but it's it's not necessarily underground. It was more so we had secret codes for our churches. So we had number eight, building five. Um, and, you know, that's that's how we coded things and we related to where we were going um, and when. So, yeah, one of the best experiences of my life, for sure, and in, in, in my singlehood, at least. And I would do it again, all over again. It, if I could relive those moments and take in as much as I could, um, which I think I, I took in a lot, but still, if I can just relive those moments again, I would do it in a heartbeat. There are women that I met and encountered in Egypt that I pray for to this day. I pray for their, their salvation, pray for hope. Um, one individual, um, I, uh, I believe her name is Shaimei. 
Um, she, you know, she, she, she has specific struggles when it comes to infertility and, you know, we, I still pray for her. I don't know whether or not she was able to conceive, but she was a little bit older. And that's something that I diligently pray for, for Shaime, for my, for, um, all, all the different women that I encountered and they're, they're, they're beautiful souls. And, um, yeah, I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat. So Phenomenal question for whoever asked that. I can't remember. But I have a list here of 22 questions. We're not going to go through all 22. We're just going to take a handful of them and um, tackle tackle it. So another one question that I got was, what's the most memorable or interest, interesting dream I've ever had? So I have a lot of different dreams and um, I do know that I function in uh, the prophetic when it comes to dreams and visions. But, um, and I don't plan to reveal any of those dreams on this podcast, but one, my most memorable and interesting dreams always involves my grandpa. And um, for those of you who don't know, my grandpa passed away in 2014. Um, a beloved man. I admire him with all my heart. He's an, He was an entrepreneur. Um, you know, recognized in, in the Queen's dignitary, the Queen of England's dignitary. Um, he's known as an unsung hero, like f- big heart, phenomenal heart. My graduation speech, actually, uh, from college, I honored him and acknowledged him in that because he's such a role model. He's phenomenal. Um, he didn't believe in gaining the whole world and losing your soul. He believed solely on, you know, following the Lord, trusting the Lord and following his leading. And, um, is just one of the most humble men I've ever met in my life. And I wish I knew him 20 more years or 30 more years. I, I wish I knew him today um, and would have been able to call him up and, you know, say, Pa, can you help me with this? Or Pa, what do you think about this? And such a phenomenal man. And sadly, we lost him. But, you know, he was a lot older and God knew the timing of his life. And he lived a very fulfilling life, very worthwhile life here on earth. But a lot of my dreams involve, or sorry, my most memorable and interesting dreams involve him. Um, if it's not, you know, within the prophetic line, but you know, my grandpa, whenever he appears in my dreams or if whenever he shows up, it's always refreshing. And he gives me a hug and reassures me everything's going to be okay. And I think because in the physical world, I always viewed him as a comforter. And it, that that's just how he was even here on earth. Like he'll tap you on your shoulder or um, he'll give you a little pat on your back and let you know, you know, it's going to be fine. It's very gentle heart. And just his presence was so sweet and reassuring that God's with you. God is for you. And he always reminded you of that too. Um, to never lose hope and to always trust in the Lord. So memorable, interesting dreams would probably involve him. And it's pretty much the right timing. Times when I'm very overwhelmed, times when um, the past creeps up and tries to overwhelm me. And, um, you know, I, I just get overwhelmed with fear. He'll pop up in my dream and let me know you are safe. You're okay. The past is the past. It's not going to happen again. So stuff like that. But other dreams that I've had will not reveal that here. <laughs> um, you know, it's the, those th- those are different types of dreams, and I do pray about them. And I'm very conscientious of whenever I 
do have a dream of the prophetic um, or visions or anything in that nature, pray about them before I share them with the individual or with a pastor, uh, just because uh, you never know. And not everything needs to be shared. So I'm very, very diligent about praying about that. So yeah, that's just, that's just a little side note there. Um, another question I got, let's do a serious one. Have you lost friends because of your belief system? Absolutely. One million percent I've lost friends because of my belief system. So I'm very vocal about where I stand in terms of abortion, in terms of uh, the LGBTQ community, in terms of how you live out your Christian life. And um, there are certain things like marriage, you know, do's and don'ts in marriages that I'm very, very firm about. And I, I, I've, I'm very outspoken about, and I have lost, um, some friends because of that. And sadly, that's just the nature of it. When you have a different difference in opinions and viewpoints, not everyone will accept that. And not everyone can continue being friends with you. And I respect that. I completely respect that. No harsh feelings. I don't ever, I mean, some, sometimes I'm like, are you for real? Like, come on, we could be grownups. We can talk about these issues. We can agree to disagree and still be friends. But I get it. There are times when if I have a very strong personality or a strong stance on a certain thing, it can be hard to be in the same room with that person. So Yes, I have lost friends because of my belief systems, but you know, I, I'm always open to conversation and I want people on the podcast who have opposing opinions, who have different difference in opinions um, and morales because I, I want to hear your side. I will probably not agree, but I'm always open to hear you out. I'm always open to hear someone's story and um, give that platform an availability for you to share your why. Now, the premise of the the podcast will always remain as is where we're sharing truth. And if at the end I realize mm, this, I don't want this to be promoted, I will give a little clip or a snippet that shares, hey, you know, this is just an informative podcast that allowed so-and-so to share their thoughts, but here's where we stand um, because I don't ever want to cross that line where people think that you know, I'm swayed one way or the other, but yeah, have lost friends because of my belief systems, especially more so now being very vocal, um, in, in, in social media and just, you know, having this platform, it's created a little bit of tension, but it is what it is. And I'm here for it. And thank the Lord that I have gained quite a bit of a backbone. <laughs> um, didn't have this quite of a backbone before, but I'm forced to now. So there's that. Um, let's see if you could write a book about any topic, what would it be and why? So I enjoy writing. I've always enjoyed writing my entire life. I journaled pretty much my, um, all my teenage years and my college years. I don't think I ever want to go back and reread what I wrote because it's probably really embarrassing, but um, I, I love writing and I, I, I released some children's books, I think two years now, and I have a couple more written, but we're just, you know, working out some details and figuring stuff out, wanting to get the old ones republished. But if I could write a book in terms of an adult book, um, I would probably write about the topic on healing and the journey of healing, and especially when it comes to quote-unquote church 
hurt. Um, there's a lot of opinions on church hurt. I'm not saying that you're, you can't be hurt by the church. Uh, for those of you who know my story, you, you probably know, like I, I was hurt. Um, but it's, I will never blame the church per se. It's always an individual. And I think too often we blame an entire organization, an entire entity versus looking at the problem itself. And, I chose to look at the problem. I chose to look at the individual and say, you hurt me. You crossed the line. You violated me, not the entire church and my belief system. And I refuse to blame God for someone else's choices. Um, so that's what I would write about my journey through that, how I came to that perspective and probably encourage readers to um, change their perspective and challenge them to think outside of an organization. Because, you know, for instance, if the CEO of um, whatever, the CEO of holdings.com or the CEO of holdings corporation comes out as a pedophilia, for the most part, you know, the, the, whoever invests in that holding or whoever is a part of that company won't necessarily write them off immediately. However, um, you'd probably write off that individual. You'd want them to go to jail, due diligence, et cetera, et cetera. But you won't quit shopping at holdings. You won't quit eating at holdings. You won't quit, you know, um, being at holdings. And, and I, I probably used a horrible example there, but, um, let's Walmart. If the CEO of Walmart came out to be this awful person for the majority of us, for the most part, we wouldn't quit shopping at Walmart or Target or wherever it is. Um, we want, you know, justice to be served. But at the end of the day, we won't necessarily pin it on the entire organization. And it's, 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 it's very interesting to me how we don't use that same approach when it comes to church. We blame the entire entity. We, we, we blame the entire denomination, the belief system. We, you know, point our fingers at God and, you know, say, how dare you? But in all actuality, it's a person and we are all fallible and we're all capable of sinning and hurting. Um, and that's not to say, you know, come off as callous and say, well, it is what it is. People are just evil because I've been hurt. I understand the gravity of what hurt can do and being violated can do and how much it can scar. However, um, at the end of the day, that was one individual's choice and they will pay for that. The entire organization doesn't need to pay for it um, unless they were all involved. Then that's a different story. But um, yeah, so that's what I would write about. And I'm very passionate about it. I, I love talking about my story now. I, now I enjoy talking about my story now that I've walked through several years of healing and um, therapy. But I, I enjoy just sharing my heart and helping listeners to to gain a new perspective and to strive for healing and forgiveness. Because um, if you choose the path of bitterness, it's a it's an awful path. And I've seen so many people just get stuck in bitterness that they don't know how to truly live and they hurt everyone around them. And I refuse to do that, especially for my growing family. Um, let's see. What's a hobby or skill you've always wanted to learn but haven't had the time for? Um, I don't know. There's... <sighs> My sister-in-laws kind of make fun of me, or at least my one of my brother and I, that we're really good at just picking things up. Um, not 
instantly, but you give us, give us a moment and we'll figure it out. And I think that's the problem solver in us. We tend to figure things out. We're, we're not quitters. We will, we will get her done. But if there's a hobby or a skill that I've always wanted to learn and haven't had the time for, I don't know. I might, my, my schedule is so busy, but you know, I'm a runner. I enjoy running, but half marathon is the extent of it. If there's anything I would love to learn to do, which I could probably do is to run a full marathon. And I think I've made it so much of a daunting task that I I've, I've convinced myself that's for way later on. That's for another time, another era of my life. Um, and obviously I can't do that now being, um, over six months pregnant. It's, <laughs> I cannot do a marathon. Um, I'm not that much of an athlete. I, I, my husband classifies me as an athlete. Um, but I'm not that much of an athlete where I can run a full marathon at over six months pregnant. But, uh, I, I would like to do that. That's a goal of mine is to run a full marathon sometime. And um, hopefully I have my husband and my children waiting for me at the finish line. So yeah, that's that's something I'd like to do. That's a goal of mine. Probably not answering the question completely, but um, yeah, that's that's what I'd like to do. Let's see here. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. What's the most unusual or unexpected job you've ever had? So one of the most unexpected jobs I've had is, um, my, some of my sweet friends, they allowed me to explore the photography industry. And for a while there, I invested in a camera, I invested in gear, everything. And my brothers are super sweet. They always, they support me 1 million percent. And, um, this was before this was pre-marriage. And I got a camera, the whole setup, you know, looked at classes and figured out how to take uh, pictures and whatnot. And some of my friends that own a, a really successful company, I traveled with them and I took pictures for them, took staff pictures. And that was the extent to my photography career. <laughs> it was that and it was done. It, I have not dabbled in it ever since. And I think it's it's just wise to try new things. And I will admit the the areas where I fell short, I will admit that I am not perfect. And yeah, that's that. So most unexpected job was being paid to take staff pictures and travel with um my my good friends company and um yeah, just follow them around and take pictures and do they use the pictures? I do not know. I hope they don't. I hope they've hired someone way more professional and qualified to do that because I, I'm pretty sure all the pictures came out pretty crappy and um, they all look probably green. I think I was really into greens back then. So my greens were all the way up. But yeah, that's the most unusual uh, job per se, or task that I got hired for. And I, I think they were just being really sweet, trying to um, help me explore the different areas of life. And it is what it is. I, I love friends like that. And, you know, I try to be the same. Like if a friend of mine saying, hey, I want to do this. All right, let's go all in. Unless it's something super ridiculous. But at the same time, I feel like it's very important to explore different areas. You won't know what you're good at or passionate about passionate about unless you try it. So if you think you're good at writing um, and you would want to be a writer or a blogger, try it out 
And if you fail, you fail. If you end up quitting three months in, six months in, at least you said, at least you can say that you tried. One of the worst things you can do in life is go through life with a lot of wishful thinking and never tried to do what you thought you'd be able or capable of doing. And that's something that I, that I refuse to do. So if I have an idea, I'll try it. If I fail, I fail and I move on. Most people will forget about it. Um, and if they don't forget about it, they're awful people who have little to no goals in life because if that's the one thing they're holding on to and the hill they will die on, then that's pretty sad. So, yeah. Um, let me see. I'll answer one more question and then we'll wrap up today's episode. Uh, do, 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 do. What's the most embarrassing moment from your childhood that still makes you laugh today? Ah, golly. One of the most embarrassing moment from my childhood that still makes me laugh today is when I got really curious about the shaver and I saw my dad shaving his beard and I thought, wow, that's really cool that, that, you know, it does that. And I've always been a very, uh, quizzical person where I, I want to know why something functions the way it does. So my mom will tell people, you know, if they ever ask, you know, who's your daughter and what was she like as a kid? This is what I was like as a kid. I would see a chair. I would take the chair apart completely and try to rebuild it. My brain wanted to figure out why something functioned the way it did. My brain wanted to figure out why the chair, you know, was holding up the way it did. I wanted to know how to fix things. So in order to fix things, I'd break them. Thankfully, I don't do that with people because that would be a really, really bad character trait. Um, And I probably wouldn't have any friends. But uh, yeah, so one of the most embarrassing stories um, from my childhood that still makes me laugh doesn't doesn't make me belly laugh more so it just makes me chuckle at the 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 thought process I had and so I sat I saw my dad shaving his beard and I was so quizzical I'm like wow this is so interesting um, I didn't want to shave my head because I thought well that's just that's a lot and I don't have time for that so and mind you I was probably like six or seven at this time saw my dad shaving his beard and I was like, well, the only facial hair that I have are my eyebrows. So I took the shaver and I just whoop, swiped it right over. And there I was with one, one eyebrow, eyebrow, eyebrow left. And, um, it wasn't done there. I realized the stupidity that I encountered and yeah, my mom, eventually saw me because I'm six or seven and I live at home and my mom's like well lesson learned but not fully learned yet let's take the other one off (laughs) and this was I love my mom this was her discipline approach so we shaved the other one and well not we my mom did um she's a great mom this, this is not this is not cruelty or abuse in any shape or form, but it was it was, my mom more so wanted to teach me don't touch things that you're not allowed to touch because it was a sharp razor blade. And anyways, I went to school without eyebrows for um for a while until it grew back, and I don't remember how my classmates reacted to it. I just remembered not having any, and just like the air just felt a lot lighter up here, but. 
Yeah, that's an embarrassing moment from my childhood. I probably would not want to relive that. Um, or maybe I do, you know, lesson learned. There are certain things you try to figure out in life, um, but not everything that you're curious about requires you to try doing it. For instance, drugs. Um, there's no reason to try that, to, you know, try to figure out whether or not it's good for you. So, yeah. That's about it. All the question and answers or Q&A's that I got and wanted to respond to. And I didn't respond on Instagram because I knew I would film this uh, podcast episode eventually. But we'll probably have another one where I answer a couple more questions. And if I ever poll again, just be sure to ask your questions and I will eventually get to them. But yeah. Thank you all for joining in this week's episode. Super simple, super sweet. I hope this was lighthearted and I hope you have a phenomenal week. Um, An encouragement to you before we close out this episode is for those of you who may be going through a really difficult season and you're waiting for the Lord to show up, Romans 8.25, but if you hope for what you do not see, we wait for it with patience. And that's what faith is. Faith is waiting in patience for things we do not see and calling it and viewing it as if it is in existence. Um, because way too often worry creeps in and it blinds us from seeing it blinds us from functioning. So for those of you who need a little bit of encouragement today, besides a fun, lighthearted episode, I wanted to encourage you to wait on the Lord and he will come through in his timing. He's a good God. He's faithful and he will not disappoint. 